What's going on? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by the team of, first up, Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on? I just want everyone to know that I was really practicing my what's going on in case I was going to have to <laughs> fill in for you tonight. <laughs> hey, guys. I guess I should have started off like that. Hey, guys. Uh-uh. Don't get slapped. Don't get slapped. <laughs> now he got jokes. Oh, oh man. God. Listen. I, I, I heard so many hey guys, like it just all blended in together, but I love it. Um. <laughs> I'm so mad. Hey guys. We also got Mr. BTG, Bailey the Greatest in the building. What's going on, bro? I think Soldier Boy is a legend too, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> we are not starting, a, not today, Satan. Definitely not laughing, though. I'm definitely not laughing, though. I think that's, that's oh, I gotta write down. I got I to gotta write down my legend list. That's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing my legend list next week. That's fine. Okay, so next week we'll we'll break down Baylor's legend list. We're doing Marquis top 10 this week and Baylor's legend list next week. So be on the lookout. Um, We also got got the red wine connoisseur himself. Marquis in the the building. That's not racist, is it? Everything you do is racist. Everything. (laughs) I'm black. I can laugh up. I just can't laugh down. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. So, uh, before we get into our topic today, what do you guys think about Texas saying "fuck the pandemic"? We're reopening one hundred percent. And let them niggas stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> them your neighbors, Baylor. That's, That's gonna cool. Say. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, yo Trump. Let me all ask you about that wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Oh man, you can't say that. That is hilarious. Oh man. Oh shit. God damn. <laughs> Woo. But in all seriousness, right? Like we are kind of all in this together. I mean, everyone is still like traveling, so. This doesn't work if some states are open and others are <laughs> closed. There's no point to anyone being closed. I mean, well, Texas really hasn't ever been closed. Like, let, let's just be when we in the middle, like at the height of the pandemic, because I have a lot of people in Dallas that I know, like at the height of the pandemic, when everybody's restaurants were shut down, I knew people who lived in Dallas who were still going to like bars, no mask and like groups of 10 and 12. So like they haven't really given a fuck this whole time. And these niggas is very creative. They was having a drive-through strip club. Nigga, their brunch was still open. Yeah. Let them live. Well, I ain't gonna say let them live because they. Oh shit! Let me stop. No shit. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get canceled. Uh, damn, we've been in recording for four <laughs> minutes. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> any, anything though, else, Marky? You got anything on Texas reopening? <laughs> It's still red. It's, it's still a red state. <laughs> so yeah, in the top, in the topic that almost did not make the list, only because of how close somebody is to this situation. But what do you guys make of this Coilerae and and Benzino beef? Like we've seen a lot of different types of beefs. At least to 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 my recollection, I've never we've never seen a father and daughter have beef. Uh, the closest thing to this would have been when what Lawrence Fishburne's daughter came out with that sex tape. But that came uh, and went. But what do you, what do you guys think? <laughs> well, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. What do you guys think? Mary, I'll come to you first on this one. What do you think? Uh, 
Um, damn. I mean, it's hard to have thoughts on this because I'm a parent myself of a teen. And I think that, you know, it's Marquis and I actually have had a conversation about parenting recently on some yum life shit. Hashtag yum life. Anyway. Um, and we were basically saying like, you don't really know what parenting is until you parent teens. You know what I mean? Until your kid is like old enough to have their own opinions and their own opinions on you and the decisions that you've made for them and yourself. Um, you really don't know, like that's a whole other level of parenting. And I mean, you could tell in Benzino's response to her, like it was kind of like the nerve, you know what I'm saying? Like he really basically broke down and he didn't really need to. And I mean, I guess I should probably preface this by saying this should not have been public <laughs> for whatever reason. I mean, like, I think that would make me want to wring my kid's neck more than anything else. It's like, yo, if you're feeling away, <laughs> holler at me. And that's an, on everything with every situation. But whatever it was, I guess since her, her statement was public, he felt the need to kind of try to clear his name as being who he is. Like, yo, you grew up put it this way in the process of him clearing his name, he kind of pulled her gangster card. Right. Because I think everyone in the industry, at least artists in the hip hop realm, try to make it out. Like they went through some kind of struggle. And he basically was like, you never struggle girl. Like <laughs> you had everything. I was always there. I was not an absent parent. Like we're not going to play this game. And then that kind of did make her backtrack and be like, I'm still hurt. And it was, I don't know. The whole shit was weird. And as a parent, I was mortified, I guess. So hopefully, and I mean, I'll give him enough credit to where he basically had, you know, solidified that, you know, I still love you very much, but I just can't have my reputation be, you know, dragged through the mud like that as a father. Um, so I hope that they can kind of clear that up, honestly, because yeah. I saw that immediately from the parents' perspective, and it was like, that's some hurtful shit. So, fair enough, fair enough. Baylor, what do you think? I wanted to say something bad about kids, but I'm not going to do that. Um, the one thing about that is, though, is like celebrity kids. Um, I don't know if they be thinking straight, bro, because like, 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 like he said, like that could tarnish his, um, you know, basically his name in, the, in a different way. And you never know how you'll end up you know, down the road, the relationship with your parents, you know, and when you look back at it and you come and y'all become extremely close, like that's going to be a stain on your relationship. So you got to be careful what you put online these days against a person who has been, you know, criticized a lot by the public already. So, you know, I don't know, man, I might bake something and take it over there. <laughs> Make sure he cheers. Give him a hug. Bring some Asian. I forgot that whole story. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, egg rolls. Bring some egg rolls over there or something. Here you guys go. Here you guys go. We're, see, see, you're trying to get us canceled, Marquis. We've been, me and Baylor have been trying to behave, man. But, Marquis, what do you make of this situation? Yeah, I think um, as a father, I feel bad for him you have to address your child in public. Like, I mean, I'm not afraid to whoop my kid's ass in public, but motherfuckers coming at me on my timeline because you want to make yourself look credible. I don't know. As a father, we always notice that he's in, in beef for shit. It's really irrelevant beef. Like, 
But this, that's hurt me. That just hurts. So I feel bad for the dude. Um, and anytime someone has to backtrack, that should tell you right there. You know what I mean? Right away, that should be like, this is the end of it. Case closed. We're canceling you because you chasing clout. It's bullshit. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair Next. enough. I, um, yeah, I just, for me, for me personally, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> like, yeah, you see it as a parent. Um, and to Mary's point that she made earlier, you get tested completely differently once you, once your kids become teenagers. It's a completely different thing. And, you know, for people who are parents but haven't had to parent teenagers yet, just hold your horses. Like, you, you'll you see it soon, sooner rather than later because I'll tell you what. I have, I've done pretty good at not having to beat my children because they listen to me for the majority of their life. But there are times, especially that 6-foot, 14-year-old I got where I just have to be like, look, I will punch you in your chest just to prove a point, shut up. So like, it, it, it's a completely different test. And then I can only imagine how much more that is when they're in the public eye. You know, children with the silver spoon, even though I don't know how much of a silver spoon Benzino is providing, but you know, that's that's a, a story for a different day. Mm. <laughs> but mm. let's, let's get into this next Couldn't one. Could copper? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> next topic that we got up. The game has been accused of conning uh, SoundCloud rappers out of money. Now, this story was just, it's funny, but it's not, right? Because we know how difficult it is for artists, especially artists starting out, to not only crack that glass ceiling, but then on top of that, really make money off of this. So apparently what Game is doing is that he promotes that he will post music from SoundCloud rappers on his SoundCloud account, but he he doesn't post it on his main style cloud account. He posts it on a side account that isn't really linked to him. And no, it only has 266 followers. And he is taking, uh, five between 500 and a thousand dollars in exchange to post this on his SoundCloud. This is just yucky. Um, it, you know, that's the technical term. And it's, I, you would expect better from somebody like, like game game being someone who I think we forget was signed to aftermath for years before he was able to break through. You would think that he would kind of understand the plight of an artist trying to gain that traction. So that just seems a little bit weird to me. I'm coming to Baylor first on this one. This dude's from your neck of the woods, Baylor. Take this one away. No, you're not coming to me first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So is this like, is this verified? This is actually true? Yeah. All of that. And and that's the thing. My my mind first went to okay. Are they sure they were talking to game? Like, is it somebody who was posing as game to get mm. this money? That's what my mind first went to. But uh, it seems like this may have been. Very, of course, game is going to come out and admit that he's done it. But at least I so saw. I read this on Complex. I read this on a couple of different hip hop sites too. So like, usually to me, like my gauge is if Complex reports on it then usually there's some truth to it. Maybe I, that could be wrong, but that's just kind of my personal gauge on what I look what I what I look at after I see something on a different site. At, at, I mean, look, it, honestly, um, I can see it happening, not because he doesn't need the money, but because that's the game. He, he'll do some shit like that, and it's like, well, wh- what are you going to do? And then he's going to drop a diss song. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying, you know, it's a it's a messed up situation because, you know, obviously, you know, you we already know how crowded the the, the rap game is now. Everybody's dropping music these days and these for people to, you know, earn is earn money and then, you know, think they're um putting it towards a, a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's messed up, but at the same time, I think it's it's the game. It's the game. I wouldn't say like I expect that from him, but it's like uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so you know. All right, Marky, what do you take? Doing? Take him to court. <laughs> they might have to have a class action suit. I mean, amount of legal fees to get five to a thousand dollars. How many rappers did he screw over? I mean, if it's like you know, if it's a thousand dollars and there's thirty of them, that's thirty thousand dollars. You know, that's something, but I don't know. Then how do we know how much money he has? So does he need the money? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's we gotta stop doing the shit to our people and putting ourselves out there like that and getting in, in the headlines because we just make it bad for ourselves. And he on Clubhouse too. I bet he hit most of the people up on Clubhouse. <laughs> Did anybody holler out on a clubhouse? Like, come on, man. Uh he's a he's a notorious clubhouse um personality. I, I don't know. I, ho- I hope it's unfounded. Honestly, because but like Rayla said, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that might be game. Yeah, game running game. Yeah, Mary, what do you think? Um, much like everyone just said, <laughs> it's not surprising. So let's <laughs> see how that plays out. I mean, yeah, what sucks though is that this is probably one of those things we never get a follow up story for. Like I can completely see this this disappearing. Like, and that's that's what sucks because it's like shit like this needs to be exposed, but. You know what? It is what it is. That it's like you guys said. That's the game. Um, let's move into this versus that we got D'Angelo and friends. And I, I don't have anything positive to say about this. Mary's really, really up on, high on this. So Mary, I'm just gonna turn this one over to you and give it to the people. Mary, yeah, right. Mary, Mary to the office. office. <laughs> Page and Mary. Mary said, "You know what? I don't want to talk about this shit either. I'm like, I'm gonna get the fuck up <laughs> out of here." Um, so I'll tell you this. Okay. I watched it. I have a few things to say about it. Um, Scratch Yeah did that thing. Like I, I love the way he intro, he um opened up the intro, and I watched it off the strength of Mary basically saying, you know, it was dope. Um, so I I watched the, you know, the recorded version of it. Um, I'm gonna say a few controversial things, but can he sing? Out of curiosity, you said can he sing? Yeah, can he sing? What are you talking about? You asking if he can still sing, or are you saying historically no, can he can sing? sing period. Oh yeah, oh, sing, that, that's subjective. To me, when it comes to singing, when it, what I've learned is that it's very subjective to people. Okay. So, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hear where you're coming from because there's some artists where you was like, no, that's under. She has a voice. He has a voice. But when it comes to other artists, you know, they might need some, you know, some help or whatever the case may be, and you might not find out till later down their career that they had help. Um, honestly, I can tell you because I've never seen D'Angelo sing live. <clears throat> um, he sings in, in falsetto, right? Not fal- it's falsetto, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's always singing in falsetto and is always like overdubbed. The performance, you know, the guest appearance was cool. That her performance was probably my favorite. Um, well, nothing really matters. If anybody's going to substitute Lauren Hill, uh, all right, her, I can give it to her. Um, reports are it was is okay. that Lauren Hill was supposed to show up. And she just got yeah. there today. I be- See, I believe that too. <laughs> Dare I say, that's his best song. I can't I argue that's that. That's his best song. I can't argue it. I can't argue it. Catalog. And I was like, let me just that song. Um, I, I, I don't know. So 
listening to D'Angelo, a full stage, and and, and again, the, the intermission, the breaks, it's just always these awkward intermissions that just make it almost unbearable. So there's, I like when, 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 when they tell stories in the middle of it, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what inspired that. That's what I like. There was breaks here, just like, yeah, you know, um, Harlem's my second home and everything. Again, I like the guest appearances. I like the vibe. And again, I know, Eric, you're going to jump on this one, <clears throat> and you missed a little bit of what we said, but one of the points I brought up, um, Mary, I think the best song he he has is um, Nothing Even Matters, period, out of all his songs. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Well, lucky for you guys, I have lots to say about this. <laughs> Um, so first of all, let's start with, and I don't know if you touched on that because I went out for a second, but um, I don't know. Was this thing poorly promoted? Because I feel like everybody forgot about it. Everything about this was done poorly. <laughs> okay, well, but let's start with everyone forgot. Like I feel like I reminded everybody about it, like everyone that I know. I have a friend who was my college roommate um, who every versus she has a Zoom, and I literally watched the verses with her and a group of other dope women on this zoom and like she forgot about this it was not even scheduled like i had to remind you, her who you still what? get to meet hayes sorry for the in there. oh no, yeah it was not it's not them i know i'm just 34 saying, days women. and counting oh just stop it's not them anyway so yeah i feel like everyone forgot about it for starters and that was you know that was a bummer um but i will say honestly the real mvp for me was dj scratch and for those of you who caught the opening I'm not even like my party days are, you know, over before even COVID. But let me, I mean, COVID definitely made me feel like, yeah, I'm not going nowhere even when this shit opens in terms of being in a packed club, grinding on people and whatever. But DJ Scratch's opening set made me like, yo, <laughs> where's the party at? Like, where am I going Word. right now? Because it truly was everything. Um, so I will say they need to, if they know what's good for them, they'll have him open all of the rest of the verses. Um, okay. So then as we opened, I think the 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 $64,000 question was, who are these friends, right? And D'Angelo made it a point to open it by saying, yeah, so it's been like a rumor that this is like the first solo versus, and that's true. The friends are you. You're my friends. And I was like, um, no, <laughs> I do not accept this. I don't know you and you don't know me. We are not friends. And I was mm-hmm. expecting some goddamn appearances here. So I was starting this off like salty. Um, but then he bought out Red and Meth. And that was everything for me. <laughs> Again, being from Staten Island, being obsessed with Red Man as a kid and obviously being Jersey adjacent. Um, yeah, like I was so hyped for that. And they did that Left Right song off the Voodoo album. And then they did... Breakups to Makeups, which was one of my personal faves, and I feel like it's an underrated joint with Meta Man. So I was very happy. By the way, they both still look fine. Got to say this for the ladies out there. Um, and that was all very refreshing. And then, yes, the her moment was definitely something special. Honestly, it felt like we witnessed something special with that. Um, I will say it was very disappointing that Lauren was not there to do Nothing Even Matters because, like you said, Marquis, that is one of his best tracks ever. Um, And, you know, I really stayed to the end thinking Lauren was going to be herself and show up maybe at the end of the shit. But no, didn't happen. But it was cute to see her kind of do some verses from his song, Nothing Even Matters. And then he did some of um, You're the Best Part. That was her song. So that was dope. Um, Yeah, it was disappointing that... Hold on. Sorry, I had to yell at my kids for a second. Um, It was disappointing 
that he was not really singing in parts of most of it. It was kind of like a weird lip singy kind of then singing mm-hmm. along with the track thing. Mm-hmm. And also, what the fuck was he wearing? I mean, he looked like Snuffleupagus. Like, I don't know what that was. Um, and yes, all the ladies were secretly <laughs> waiting for him to do a little untitled moment at the end and take off that travesty of a coat he was wearing. And it's like, no, that didn't happen either. I don't so, think it should. Lockdowns. <laughs> but but I was entertained. But again, you had to have been a D'Angelo fan because it was truly like an unplugged without him even really singing. But it was like an appreciation of all of his bodies of work. And I appreciate his bodies of work. So it worked for me. Okay. Sorry for being long. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So this, this is my question then. Because this is, is this what people are looking forward to when they go into a versus? And then how much does that hurt the brand overall? How much does that hurt it continuing? And like we keep saying, what is the future of versus? This can't be it. At least that's my my personal opinion. Because like this whole thing felt more like a concert. Now, if you wanted to put on a D'Angelo presented by versus concert, all right, do that. But to label this as a versus, that this was not that. At all, there was nothing that that was in the in the vein of what we have come to know versus as, and that's what bothered me in this. That that's what that's what what came off as as disgenuine, disingenuine, and then like having him in that hot ass coat doing those that the same fucking two step the whole fucking night. It was like, come on, man, this is not what we signed up for. Baylor, what do you what do you think? I know you you didn't you didn't really watch the verses, but what do you think just about that aspect of like? This being more of a concert than what we what we come to have known as as what versus is. I agree with you just said, and I'm the first one to raise his hand and say, "Look, this shit is going down the drain." At the same time, I still think it's a dope idea. Only was it was it the fact, and I and I get it because it's not what we're used to, but was it because of the artists that they selected. Because if they would have selected, let's just say, and, and and I know I'm reaching here. If it was Nas and Friends, will we ha- will we be upset at that? No, I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, because we've been waiting for Jay Z. Mm. Of course, of course, Marquise. But still, <laughs> the end result would have been something dope. <laughs> I think if he would have pulled off, he could have brought out the same people. But if the main attraction was Nas, I don't think we're complaining that much, and I think I would have remembered. But, but what I think what Hayes is trying to say is, if it was presented to us, versus presents you know, Nas and friends versus Nas versus friends kind of thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't brought to us that way because I was expecting. We actually thought, you know, it was going to be music. We thought it was going to be, you know, Maxwell. We, we were assuming the friends were going to be this these people that he's versing. You no, know what I'm saying? I, so I, I get that part. I, I get that because they had all great. of us full, but at the same time, I think the idea was still brilliant. I just think they might have had the wrong artist. Again, we can go back to Lauren Hill. Well, see, if it would have been Lauren okay. Hill and she actually got there on time, I don't think nobody would have. I don't think nobody would have complained. She, she just got there, bro. She's she's ready to go right now. She's there. She just pulled up. She's waiting on the cameras. She was to go. Um, and, and there's two things. So, and, Lauren so Hill that, and so Nas. that called. So is that called Lauren Hill and, and whoever's left? <laughs> <laughs> but no, here, here, here's, here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Is I don't think it's just who the artist is. The presentation also matters. But then they also need to get off this 20-track thing. Because 
they they've almost run the gamut of people who have 20, 20 tracks and we'll talk about what's coming through oh, the ver- I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think I think the 20 tracks should only go to promising artists. Yeah, Legendary like it, artists. like it had this been presented as D'Angelo and Friends, like I said presented by Versus. He he comes on, he does 5 to 10 with some guests and, and some appearances and gets the fuck out. Okay, there's not really much room to be disappointed in that. But you try to fill a full versus time slot with something an artist who doesn't have enough material by himself alone and then you don't even give him anybody else to play off of really you give people to come and like i feel like they knew this was going to be so weak and that's why like you had red and meth you had her like that's why you had that is because they knew this was going to be weak and they didn't i don't feel like they changed it enough they put they put d'angelo in a bad space they put their fans in the bad like this overall to me just was just bad work, period. Can, well, can I, I say something about the, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you no, got you it. go anyway. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I was going to say something about the marketing. You, uh, how, how Mary said she was reminding people and things like that. That's not her job. That's their job to promote yeah. it throughout the, you know, the dry spell. You know what I mean? And I think that's where they fell at because I see the text message. They was like, yo, the verses is going on. I'm like, yo, I'm really playing basketball right now. <laughs> I kind of don't care. But, you know, that, that's on versus. They need to fix that. Again, I agree with you, Hayes. At the same time, I strongly believe that if it was a different artist, you probably would have still been thinking that, but you would have been satisfied. But, but the reason is he has three albums and probably 35 songs. You know what I mean? Like, but, you, but like Mary, Mary, you have, he has a Mary, core audience. But he Mary just said you have to be a fan of him, though. Yeah. You picked an artist who yeah. has a loyal fan base, and that's it. It's that bubble. So if you'd have chose Nas, you'd have chose Maxwell, somebody, you'd have got a much better... Okay, so wait. Stop right there. So they, so and a lot of people may not know this, but Swiss and Tim always have like a little live after every show, and they kind of reveal little things. So the verses, that verses was supposed to be... Maxwell and D'Angelo on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. Uh, so that would have been something, but I don't know. I guess Maxwell yeah. couldn't whatever, commit for whatever. They didn't get into why it didn't happen, but that's what it was supposed to be. So it could have been it could have been an audible. Yeah. That I mean, that's, the that's what she's saying. It was Obviously, an audible. Clearly. Yeah. 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 That would have resurrected the show. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that, that's what, that's, now that's, and even then though, honestly, they still, 20 tracks is still too much for those two artists. 20 tracks is, is still is still too much, but I got to say I I I have to apologize if that's if that's true then they had yeah. to do what they had to do on such short notice. But one one thing I want to say is that Hayes, I think if you ever were searching for affirmation that they don't know what they <laughs> they don't even know what the strategy is for, for what's to come of versus this was kind of it, right? Yeah. It was like let's just try something new. <laughs> Like I think they're kind of throwing paint at the wall and kind of seeing what sticks. And and I, and I think okay, so as we get closer to this pandemic being over, and and I, I can't remember which one of you guys, maybe it was it was kind of a collective thing. Like this versus thing, maybe it needs to go to being live and being the two artists live and 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 it like with fans and you can feel, feed off that energy, yeah. or whatever they can yeah. do there, because the world opening back up and if this is the best that they have for us, it's not going to be the hit that it once was. It's just not going to be. 
No. And I mean, I don't know if numbers were reported, but what I saw and I looked at it on IG Live, it was like it didn't get past 150,000, which to me is a far cry from what the others were doing. Mm-hmm. So can, can I ask the room this? If that, what Hayes said earlier about it basically being a concert, if that was a concert and we were able to attend, does it, is that a hit? I would have enjoyed it, but I was a D'Angelo like super fan back in those days. Like that Voodoo album was on repeat for me. Mm. So, I mean, I think it would have been a hit if you can go live, but it was like a smaller venue. Like, yeah, if you if you show up a yeah, night with D'Angelo, yeah, I can get some wings and a couple of drinks. Kind of yeah, spend an hour, hour and a half there. Oh my god, sign he me said up. Wings, not even, not even a fillet sticks. He said oh, wings no, with wings, D'Angelo. Wings, yeah. D'Angelo. I can't see myself licking wings. my fingers. If I'm if I'm D'Angelo, <laughs> no, I think I think D'Angelo, I think a D'Angelo menu is some wings and like dark liquor. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's it. Really, no, I think D'Angelo's no, more of a wine no, no. vibe than dark liquor. I I, 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 I for sure got I for sure do my wine. Right? Yeah. There would be no dudes there. There would be more women and the dudes that are couples. with them. No dude is going to go see D'Angelo by himself. You understand? Right. Not by himself, but you go with your chick. With the girl. Exactly. Right. That's why I'm like, you're not going to see a lot of wings and. I mean, not know, for nothing. The Valentine's idea was. The Valentine's, that would have been the perfect thing, vibe perfect. for that. That would have been perfect. Like, imagine going out, spending an evening with, with your significant other, and coming back. And watching D'Angelo versus Mac, that's like the perfect nightcap. Because at that point, yeah. we, we're liquored up. We've probably eaten. We know what right. happens next. This is Light perfect. some candles. Yeah. <laughs> we going, we going, you know. Yeah, it was a, missed, a, a huge missed <laughs> opportun- Hayes, opportunity. Hayes, yeah. Hayes, what, ha- what happens Uh-oh. next? So Uh-oh. we are going to go ahead and head into our first break for this evening. Hayes and get all <laughs> <them> kids. <laughs> but the next verses, how do y'all feel about the next verses? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let, The next verses. So Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, is going to be the next verses. Listen here. I don't – that that's a hard liquor. That is a – listen, I, I'm yeah. – that's Henny. That's so, pushing whoever's so you know, in the room with you. Yeah. So you know what versus did, right? You know what versus. <laughs> you know. You know what they did with this one. What? They basically said, "Oh my bad, that was a foul call. Here's your foul." That's basically what they did. So and it's perfect. Like you. So you rebound from this with two artists who have amazing chemistry. You know you're gonna get great banter. You're gonna get the storytelling. You're gonna get like the synergy between us. The, like their music goes hand in hand so it's going to be a vibe like and even if the audience is smaller it's going to be like the people who are showing up for this versus knows what the fuck they're getting into and they they can't this is a can't miss versus this is you, this would, you can't this miss would this. be great marketing this would be great marketing if the, if the show was dropping like right after that <laughs> yeah yeah so what do you what mary this is this is this is your this is your people what what did you were you excited when you saw that this was dropping for sure. Actually, how I found out about it <laughs> was from um, Ra- Raekwon's little brother. So, mm. yeah, like everyone's excited in the camp. For real, for real. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. How many songs are Raekwon going to pull off without the artists that are guest featuring uh, on the songs that are dope? Question. None. <laughs> no, it was probably about... Rainy days. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if woo joints count too. They have to, right? Uh, How many Raekwon songs do we have by himself? Because there's a lot of ghosts by themselves. By himself, there's not oh, a lot yeah. of Ray songs by himself. Oh no, Ray doesn't have a lot of songs by himself. Okay, so let me let me ask you: Does the West of the Woo show up and they and they perform the Purple Tape? 
What does that smell like? Nah, it's got to be. I mean, because Ghost is going to shine. Ghost going to shine. Like, he got. That's how they end the night. Can we guess yeah, what that color? Would be great. That'd be dope. Can, can we guess what color robe he going to wear? <laughs> it ain't going to be pink. Killer Camp. Sorry. Yeah, no. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll Let's see. see. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely think, you know. But again, this is another one of those verses, though, that are for a certain age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, they've lost the youngins. After true. they fucked up the Keisha Cole Ashanti one, that was the one that Gen Z was tuning in for. That's for sure. <laughs> That's They've what, lost them now. <laughs> I mean, this 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 is a throwback. Like this is a throwback to the, to the beginning of verses. This is what like the purest hip hop heads are gonna show up for, and we're gonna have fun. We're gonna be drunk. We're gonna be fucked up. I'm probably gonna be in the group chat acting the goddamn fool when some of these tracks come on, and that, that's what of that's course. what the night's supposed to be. I yeah. think he gonna I think he gonna wear like a white robe with like gold trimmings. I think he gonna have like <laughs> he gonna have like the Iron the eagle. Man the, the eagle. <laughs> yeah, with the eagle, yeah, or the Iron Man mask. You gonna have some shit watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. He may come out with an actual eagle. <laughs> he would. He, he, he <laughs> might come out with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, hey, he, hey, he come out with Robert Downey Jr. Bro, just hey, talk it up, talk it up. That's the best one. <laughs> We're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, we are going to actually be doing a retrospective on the Black Album. This was highly anticipated from last week. Marquis got hot takes. Um, we'll be right back after this. Yo, what up, man? It's the Geek Shed Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip-hop culture and geek culture together. I'm your boy, Deuces. This is Lib. This is your boy, Bacardi. And make sure y'all check us out every other Tuesday on the UrbanMogulLife.com or any other podcast platform. Let's go. And we're back <laughs> from break. <laughs> I got I got to find a better now that we like stream do live shit. I got to find a better way to transition. Like the breaks work when we it's just the podcast and after the fact. But like now it it doesn't work as good. So I I got to figure out something out there. Um, Man, that shit stuck in my head. I'm gonna do that before I record one of my episodes. <laughs> I do that shit all the like, bro. That that is literally my palate cleanser. I do that shit all the time. <laughs> all right. So last week we we started talking about the black album. I don't even remember what conversation it came it came up in or how we got there. But we did. Marquis brought up the fact that he does think that the black album isn't as good as what we remember it for. Uh, and it was kind of a product of great marketing riding off the back of it being announced as Jay-Z's last album. So let's talk about it. The black album. Is it, does, does it hold up as a classic <laughs> or is, is this, is this a product of the marketing? Uh, Marky, I'm going to let you present your argument first because I feel like more people on this panel are against it rather than for it. So I don't want, I, I want you to have the stage to present your full case and then we'll then we'll break it down. Go ahead. I'm asked this one question. Um, did anybody pre- listen to this album recently? I listened to it yep. this week. Yep. This this week. Yep. Okay. Okay. You still feel it's a classic? Absolutely. Fucking lubely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So here's my take on it, and I'll say this: I know why it's better than I initially presented it as because I used to call it the Brown album, but it's still nowhere near a classic, and I'll tell you why. All right. The album is retrospective. Um, December 4th, he's talking about it's a great story. Introduction of who he is, because this is an album basically saying this is birth to death. So I'm going to tell you from the beginning, this is I was born here because this is my album. I'm going to retire. Right. Um, He went to What More Can I Say 
and a few of the songs, but the first four songs, well, excuse me, the songs after that are still referencing Nas. Like, he's still responding to Nas two albums later. I don't understand that. Like, you should have been past that shit already. When he's talking about bigging up his brother, he's basically referencing when Nas said, how many rhymes, how many big rhymes are going to come out to your fat lips? Um, though, though I swear... Um, the letter that the way he's presenting himself, it sounds like a private letter to us as a case to Nas, a response to him. Um, one of the joints he said, I haven't been rhyming like common sense, right? This had me thinking. <clears throat> if you listen to his catalog, the only album that he actually put forth that much lyrical exercise was Reasonable Doubt. And after that, it was below standard what Jay can present. Like he was dumbed it, it down. It, wasn't what that line meant. That's what the that's what the whole line meant. But what does that say? He, he said, I did said, five mics, so I haven't been. It was a backhanded compliment, to tell you the truth. It, it, okay, then. What does that say? He basically said, I'm going to do this to sell records. I'm going to dumb it down. I'm not going to contribute, put my full lyrical ex- my, full, my full lyrical content in it to dumb it down because you're going to buy the record. So he's not promoting the true, what true content should be to me. Um, 99 Problems. Okay. Oh, if it wasn't for that beat, whack. I'm sorry. That beat made that song. If you listen to that song, I, I, I even listen to the acapella. I'm like, yeah, it's the beat. The beat made that song. You can say whatever you want. Um, justify my thug. What about it? I'm gonna leave that right there. I'm gonna leave that right there. Um, again, in 99 problems going back there, he referenced Nas again. Uh, Lucifer, Allure. I love those. Those are my shit. Um, but yeah, I still give it three and a half, four. It's better than I thought. Because my, my initial response, and, and here's the thing, my expectations of Jay back then were really fucking high. Like, and I wasn't one of those people, I was a Nas fan or a Jay fan. I was a hip-hop fan, and I loved where Jay was coming from. They needed a big Willie thing and kind of changed up the swagger, and it seemed like he took the safe route. And then when he picked the fight with Nas, it was like I had to prove something, and it, it just went left for me with that. And again, I'm more of that, I'm about content, I'm about lyrics, I'm about direction, I'm about leading the culture, taking it in a different direction, the direction it should be. I didn't think he he took the baton and moved on with it. That's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. Who, wants to, who wants to take the first rebuttal? That was your argument? That was your argument? That's my start. I okay. got some, go ahead. I just All have right. no comments for this. The so, Black Album holds a special place for me, so I'm not... Even. Okay, let me let me because I feel like Baylor's gonna go in. So let me let me just get this off and then let me let Baylor let me let the dog off the leash because I feel like Baylor's gonna gonna take this one and run with it. The black album to me, going back and listening at it to this day, it feels like it's it's somebody taking a look at their career and admitting where they went wrong at, where they could have done better at, where he he like it's a story that's told throughout that. And it was, and we hadn't got Jay this open again until four four four. This was the most introspective we have gotten. We had gotten Jay at that point, and so when you look at somebody who is at the top, regardless of what you feel about the music or if, if he could have did it better lyrically or whatnot, he was at the top of his game at this point. I went to this. I went to the the tour. I went to this tour with this when he was touring with Fifty Cent. I like Jay at that point in time could almost do no wrong. And to hear him have an album where he was he told a story throughout it, this is this is absolutely a classic album for me. If you take away the retirement piece, and even back then, I went back and looked. There were some people who even speculated that that at this at that point he was going to come back and this was just a marketing thing to say it was his last album. I think the thing that hurts this album the most, admittedly, is the this is the most the less synergy he had, the least amount of synergy he had between his production 
on any one of his albums because he worked with a different producer on each one of the songs. And you, and you feel that throughout it. It feels mm-hmm. like different bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like that plays into it because the way that I look at the Black Album is that this is the last entry of Jay's diary. And when you're trying to just get everything out, maybe it's not cohesive. And that's how I look at this album for me. And that's it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Okay. Baylor? Go ahead, Baylor. Get him. All right. So I look at this is like the this is the greatness of Jay-Z is that when you look at the producers on this album, you can hear the production from those particular people. So when when you listen to let's just pick Justify or you said Justify My Thug, that's quick. When you hear Moment of Clarity, that's Eminem. You could hear that in that in that production, you can hear Eminem in that. The greatness mm-hmm. of Jay-Z is that mm-hmm. he took all of these producers with his style and rapped on <clears throat> their on their production. That was mm-hmm. that that in itself. There were what about 12, 12 songs on here? 13 if you include the the intro, but 12 tracks. Out of those 12 tracks, bro, I can do without. And it, and when I say I can do without, that doesn't mean that I don't really like it. That means the other song was just fucking phenomenal. My last song, I didn't really care too much about it. But if you turn it on. I know that's a fucking J track. Outside of that, everything else was a fucking, in in, in the younger kid's term, was a fucking bop, right? Then you said, and I don't think it's, I don't even think it's a, um, I don't even think it's a popular view because it went three times platinum, Marquise. Three times. So that's what quantifies classic? Just here. Three times platinum? Well, what else would you define it? I mean, Bone Thugs and Harmony went platinum, like... So what are you saying about Bone? Don't ignite oh hate. It's not my, my point is you can't say just because an album went multi-platinum that it's a great album. That 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 is, There's so many albums that went multi-platinum. That well, for for this to be quote-unquote his worst album? No, I didn't say it was his worst. No, this is not his worst album. I didn't say that. Is it, that, is it the bottom of the barrel? Okay. How? This is a whole other conversation. Hold on. There are a few doozies he got. He got a few. I, and I'm, I'm with you on that one, but I'm asking you where. No, is this is not. This is probably in the middle of the road for me. Probably be in the middle for me. And you're telling me, okay, so the fact that he was uh, quote unquote subtweeting Nas, not subtweeting, not subtweeting. He was still responding to that Nas battle. And guess what? He later. was he was responding. He was responding to another legend. Okay, so these niggas got egos. Later, why are you still responding? You you lost the battle already. Wait, because this nigga is not a fucking robot. He's human. And the cool part about it, the shit that he was responding, he was it was fucking dope. Come on, and let, let's be wait, fair wait, here. Wait, let's be wait, fair. Wait, what was dope? Not Nas referenced Jay Z just as much as Jay was at that time as well. Nope. No, yes. No, no, no. Not then. Not in 2003. Please. The when, he... when did when did when did when did uh when did Bravehearts quick to back down drop? Because he's still referencing Jay Z in that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That wasn't him. That was that was his brother. That was Jungle. No, Ooh, no. Go back and go back and listen to Nas's ver- verse. Y'all already know who I'm better than. He was referencing Jay Z. That was 2003. Uh. That was probably later than 2003. If, if that. That's easy. That was easy. We don't, a, we don't have we don't have a time on that. Nas but the, referenced the not, last time Nas referenced Jay as a so-called diss was when he did Hip Hop Is Dead when he explained the story why he had to kill Jay and that was then. Then this two albums that after the Blueprint Blueprint Two then the Black Album he's still referencing Nas right? Okay, we're telling a story. This is his life story. Uh-huh. December fourth. What more can I say? Encore word. Uh-huh. Change clothes. Uh-huh. Dirt off your, your shoulder. 
Nas and Bravehearts featuring Little John dropped in 2003. Nas was still referencing Jay in 2003. Okay, in the beginning, right? That was a, was that a real reference? Because there's four songs come on right now. here he's referencing. Come, come on now, bro. You're just trying right, to defend point, your I'm point at this point. I'm, no, no, no. He, hold on. I mean, that's a whole reference. What, I just said. What, what does it matter, though? That's what I just said. If you're saying that this album was his life's work, four or five of those tracks reference Nas. Okay, bearing. Nas ripped a hole in his heart. Okay, true. So, again, close. Is that a song that references where we should be in, in this story of ours? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a bone here. Change Clothes is probably my least favorite off of that album. Threat? And it's definitely commercial. Like, you didn't like Threat? Why you didn't like Threat? like Threat. You didn't like Threat because Cedric and the Entertainer, or you didn't like the song? Why? What was bad about it? The, the song was, okay, never mind. So Again, he didn't make. Me, so you say you saying was, this point. This point in his life. This point in his life. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be making tracks called threat. And on top of that, I'm he saying, made a track called song, threat, and it didn't sound good. Wasn't good. That's all I'm saying. No okay. matter what he called it, it wasn't okay, good. I, I'll, I'll okay, I'll give. I'll give you that. That's, fair. That's one track. What else you got? Oh no, I'm sorry. Change clothes. Threat. Don't don't try to take Mary. Don't try to take Mary track, nigga. Pick the track that you want. I'm the one who opened that up. She just uh, said, "I'll give you that." Okay. Change clothes, threat, justify my thug. And again, like I said, if it wasn't for the production, I don't need problems. That's staying here. That's come on, bro. We're not gonna do that. There you go. Again, like I said, to me, it's better than I initially said. It's still not a classic to me. I put it in hey, the middle of his catalog. You got me fighting so for a nigga. And I, and, and I got Nas. That's four out of four out of fourteen. That's not really fourteen songs. No. What? It's not really fourteen songs. Okay, you're not counting the interlude. No, so four clearly. thirteen are trash to you. And wasn't public service announced don't more do, like an interlude? You don't want to do All that. Right, you don't stop. want to bring up public service. <laughs> that is a hip hop. I was about to say, come on now, bro. He, 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 he could no, damn near, no. he could damn near open up any show. He can open up the fucking Oscars with that. Yes, he, I agree. Again, again, I said it's not as bad as I initially felt it was. To me, it's still three and a half out of five. It's still better than I initially said it was because I hated it when I first heard it. And again, and it was my expectation. You just said four. And you said I, oh, four tracks. You said four. Hold on, hold on. And here's 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 why. To me, again, I'm a Jay fan. My expectations may be unrealistic because he did tell you he dumbed it down. That year was a major year for albums, and for him to close the year out at the end. Remember, you had Get Rich or Die Trying came out. Still, um, Speaker Box, um, uh, Dangerously in Love, whatever. Meteora, bruh, um, Muse came out. Uh, Chocolate Factory, I'm not. You comparing about it to Get Rich or Die Trying? That was motherfucking album. Tell me, that's better than Get Rich or Die Trying? No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're comparing Jay's second hey. three peat to a nigga first season. He came at the tail end of some great album, so he was gonna close the season out for me. Mm. I heard this album, I was like, I'm good. Thank you. I'm glad you retired. Jesus, man. That's how, I felt when he came. Wow. That's how I felt when that album came out. Jesus. Again, right now, in retrospect, I admit that the album is much better than I initially said it was. It's still in the middle for me. I have other Jay-Z albums that I would put in front of that. That's all. It's not his worst. It's hey, nowhere near his worst. Blueprint 2 is his worst. Jesus, Wait, you Lord got Blueprint 2 low, lower than Kingdom Come? We're not even going to have that conversation right now. Kingdom Come. We're not going to have that conversation. That's where he grew up. <laughs> no, I'm not the only one. Kingdom Come is one. fucking garbage. Kingdom yeah, Come, and it went triple like platinum. It doesn't, I don't platinum. care about numbers. I'm just talking no, about pure that's quality. That's Baylor right there. I don't give a damn about numbers. That King, Kingdom Come is such a fucking horrible ass. I, like, And it's funny because he, I remember an interview before Jay-Z retired, and he said, 
I, I when he was asked if he's coming back, he's like, I have Jordan as a blueprint to know I, I don't need to come back. That Kingdom Come album was Jordan's first was the wizard season of Jordan's career. We don't need. I don't even want to talk about Kingdom Come. That shit was fucking trash. When the last time you heard it? Uh, last time I I think about four years ago is probably the last time I try to go back and listen to it. Well, I think, Again. didn't we, like, a year ago or something, um, rate all of Jay's yeah, albums? We, yeah, we ranked all of Jay's albums. See, but did you might, listen to Jay's albums yeah, before you ranked them? No, we, no we, did, we didn't. Yeah. <sighs> Kingdom Come's fucking trash, man. You say that? I mean, I remember Source giving it four and a half mics, but I'm, that's just me. Trash. Mm-hmm. Didn't trash. Benzino kind of cope? No, that wasn't then. Nope. The I'll go ask. That him. wasn't then. Yeah, that is that when Benzino, Benzino owned the Source. Yeah, he nope. did. 2016? No, it was two thousand. No, it was two thousand sixteen. I was about to say no, 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 no. When Tim got five mics, that's when Benzino owned it. <laughs> Kingdom Come came after um um that album that uh whatever that was. Don't matter. I don't care who owned it. That shit is trash. <laughs> don't give two fucks. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Rick Rubin, fucking Russell Simmons, everybody could fucking had owned the source. This shit, they all fucking tripping if they gave that shit four and a half mics. Fuck everybody who was on that publication at that point in time. It's just garbage. So, so you said, so you said out of uh, out of twelve, thirteen tracks, you didn't like four of them. Yeah, and, and it was a letter to Nas. All right, I'm with it. I'm cool. All right, let's hey, move. By, on. by the way, if those are things you took away from it, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I let's can move. Say, let's move. Okay. We're, we're I will say, say this. I like Nas more than I like Jay. But this was a phenomenal project, bro. Like, I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't see where that came from. I, I, again, I'm not comparing the two because Nas got some doozies too. Oh yeah, we know Nas that. got more misses than Jay, and he has less albums than Jay. But, I don't know. I don't know. We uh, can do a comparison. I don't know. I can't say that. <sighs> well, you don't like the Blueprint too, so uh, that's we'll, a whole, that's a whole other argument. We'll, we'll, we're off of it. <laughs> I haven't oh, put a song on here shit. for us for us to for us to review, but we we got so much shit ahead of us. We, we'll we'll skip that one. It wasn't nothing major anyway. Next up, we got black people like rock too. This is Marquis' segment. I get to sit back and just let him host this shit. What you got for us this week, Marquis? So yeah, I want to make this simple. Um, one of the things I wanted to focus on is just what rock means and how it inspires all of us. To me, you have your workout session, you know, you have your heart, you know, you're, you know, your mob beeping, you piss off, or maybe you're working on some shit, listening to Marshall Mathers, LP, getting pissed at people, you know, could happen. Um, what, 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 <laughs> what bands get you ant? Like, you know, can you name three bands that you would say are your favorite bands and why? So I'll ask you, all, all you three that when it comes to rock. Rock. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm asking. M, you want go me for to go? It. Okay. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Definitely. That's rock, right? That okay. is rock, yeah. Um, My Chemical Romance. Hmm. Let's think. What else? Um, but it has to be a band, like a group of people. It's rock. Whatever rock, whatever rock you wanna um whatever you consider rock. But it has to consist of more than one person, right? It can be one person. I mean, the White Stripes is two people. That's still considered a band, so. But what if it's just one? If it's rock. <laughs> If that's what the genre is. Okay, so uh, how about this? I'll give you two. So if I was going with just a single person, it would be Alanis Morissette. I fucking love that her. Works. Yes, that Jagged Little that Pill works. album was like my life. Um, okay. But if I'm going to go with another band, we're going to go... Damn. Muse. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Any um any in particular reason why those three? All right. I already... 
Focal on Alanis Morissette. Lincoln yeah. Park honestly got me through like senior year of high school. <laughs> I want to say, um, yeah, I can't get like I'll get emotional if I get too personal right now. But I was going through a lot of stuff um, that I surprisingly am still going through today. <laughs> Literally today. Um, and yeah, Lincoln Park definitely spoke to me. Um, and my chemical romance, same thing. I mean, actually, like, they weren't so deep, but I just really did rock out to them, you know? Um, and their videos were dope, by the way. Mm-hmm. Back when videos were videos in the 90s. Um, and Muse, first of all, like, I was obsessed with Twilight, read all the books. They were a huge part of all the Twilight soundtracks. So I think that's what got me into them. Um, and yeah. I mean, they definitely touch my soul too. So, okay. Yeah. Baylor? Uh, Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. <laughs> no. It's hip hop, bro. It's the greatest hip hop artist of all time. What are you talking so about? So, I can't. So, DMX acapella album don't count? I mean, no. Oh, no. no. Honestly, I don't I don't have a I don't have a favorite brand uh, a favorite band cuz I didn't listen to rock like that. Uh, but I mean, whatever the commercial Familiar commercial songs that came on, I would probably listen. The final to countdown. It. It's the final count. With the microwave and everything. Geico commercial. No. I ain't gonna, no. again. I will keep. You know, shout out to Power and shout out to uh, Snowfall. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the like, bodies hit the if, floor. If that shit come on, then it, I do act a certain way. Off of edible. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sir. My turn. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it way left with my first pick. Go for it. Deep Purple. Mm. Like just. It's when you they they went through mm. so many different eras of rock and like they changed and evolved. Deep Purple for sure. They got to go high on the list. Uh, to still okay. one of Mary's Lincoln Park, absolutely. And I think for for me, Lincoln Park was my was when I started being okay, being into like letting it be known that I was into rock music. Like Lincoln Park mm. was like that bridge that was like they talked about things that I wish some rappers had talked about at that point in time. So it was easy mm. to kind of transition into it. Um, and then I went so far left for my first pick. Cause I know the people who are watching this probably aren't going to know who the fuck deep purple is. So I'm going to bring it back for my last one. I know we're talking about bands, but I'm, I'm doing it as acts. Jimmy fucking Hendrix, man. Uh, okay. Like my, okay. my, my uncle shout out to my uncle, John, who literally plays just about every, fucking instrument possible he's a a a musical mastermind but it's he he has like some of his old album covers where he looks like Jimi hendrix a little bit but like Mm. legit every time that i like see him and he still has his band to this day and like they still rehearse and shit like i don't know for some reason it just it puts me in the mindset of i have to go listen to jimmy and i and my daughter alana my younger daughter she's really really into rock music and she had brought up, she was like, Daddy, why aren't there that many black people who do rock music? And I got to introduce her to Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. She loves it. So, like, that, Jimi okay. Hendrix is, I know I know it's cliche for black people to go to Jimi Hendrix, but, like, it hold, the, music no. hold, the music holds such a special place in my heart that it's just like, and fuck, I, wrestling fans, like, Jimmy, like Hulk Hogan came out to Jimi Hendrix music when he was in NWO. Like you can't, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it, Jimi Hendrix music, it can be placed in so many different periods of my life that it's just, and be attached to so many different things that it has to be, has to be on my list. Well, I have two things to say though, real quick. Go for it. One, Go. let the record show 
Black people originated rock music. We were just robbed well, of our swag. As we are of everything, we originated country music yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We shown it. Secondly, I do want to name an honorable mention, and that would be Green Day. Mm. Hey, uh, that shout out to Green album Day. was like probably my mm-hmm. last time in life I feeling like carefree. Green Day tracks. Yep. Right? Eighth grade mm-hmm. for me, anyway. And yeah. that was like. That was like a, a very good memory for me, a moment in time. So. And it seemed like they were on the soundtracks of all of those teen movies or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. For real, though. Yes. <laughs> you know, another special so, one for me is Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. I love Queens. Mm. So. Again, I'm not I'm not as well versus y'all, but I do have a couple of tracks. It, it, let me know. Is Green Day? Mm-hmm. Is that twenty one? Is twenty one Gun Salute? Yeah, twenty one Gun. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See, <laughs> so, so nah, this is this is huge for me, and this this points out a lot. Um, which is why we talk about how our music is stolen from us and mass produced, which is what they're doing with hip hop, realistically. Mm. Now, we grew up listening to hip hop, and that expression that these rappers put out there to the masses, like, look, this is our struggle. This is our pain. You know, fuck the police. This is the reason why we're saying this. And then mm-hmm. y'all sitting there dancing and making it commercial. This is why. It almost put us in the box, though, when it came to hip-hop, because this is all you can do, and that music was expect- expected to die. The thing about rock and any music that, that involves um, vocals, choruses, melodies, harmonies, there's a psychological feeling we get um, that, that happens to us, that resonates with us um, when we hear those melodies, and we're reminded, we're brought back to a, a moment or whatever it is. So when you listen to Linkin Park, they, he's screaming a pain that rappers can't do. You have a production, you have a sample, a, a jazz sample with Guru would do it on um, Premiere, but now you have a live instrument that can express that feeling, and that's that's one of the most important parts or of the psychology behind music when it comes to, to live instruments, and that's why you know you can relate to bands like that. And to point out mine real quick, um, and I'm not gonna put them in order. I'll tell you my my, my favorite in a minute. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. First off, took one of Stevie Wonder's songs and made it funky. You sound, Marky. Can you hear me? No, okay. Hey. Don't ask why that happened. <laughs> yeah, so they, they took um all these different styles, sky and everything. I'm off again, aren't I? No, you're good. We can hear you. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, and he's gone. I don't know what happened. Uh, we lost Marquis on his own segment. Um, okay, let me let me present this. I'm trying to pick up the ball and keep and keep running. I have with no you. idea. I'm right here. Oh, he's there. I'm here. My he's bad. there. He's there. Yeah. All right, cool. So again, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, corn mm. was the originator of new metal, and the reason that Lincoln Park and the rest of those Limp Biscuits and everything that exists is because of corn. Um, and that transition from that hard rock, um, the the grunge, which Nirvana basically coined and went into that. And the last one is Tool. Tool is my favorite band, and I went to see my, my CEO actually bought me for my birthday tickets to see Tool. Now, Tool's an experience. It's almost like that that extension of Led Zeppelin when you have this arena rock and everything and when I, I, he went to see it with me i had to explain to him when you watch tool they're all in different positions you have a drummer a guitarist a bass player and a singer and the singer's not at the forefront the singer's in the back and i explained to him they're all instruments you can't look at it as a lead vocalist in a band all of them are pieces of instruments so there's long extensions of drum of drum session solos um long guitar solos and everything and the vocals are kind of in the background and sometimes they'll appear in the front. But that's the experience of Tool. There's no one focal point. They actually wrote a song and it's based on the Fibonacci sequence. 
and the Fibonacci sequence is in sevens. And every time it's like a spiral. Now you have to be tripping some real shit to write this shit, but it's magnificent. It's some some it's it's actually called rock math, or um it, it's it's fucking beautiful if you listen to it and go down go down with it. But um honorable mentions, like you said. I'm sorry, Prince. You can say whatever you want, but Prince is probably the greatest, if not behind Stevie Wonder, the greatest musician to ever live. He's in that genre of rock, soul, funk. He did it all, but that's how I see it. Um, and that's my take on rock. And I'm glad you black people like it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's <laughs> get into... Maybe I might have to fight you on the Prince thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you saying? You know, I love him. Uh, game. Oh, we had Ball a we six. had we did a bracket at one point in time, and yeah, Baylor has hot takes on Prince. Don't you know be talking about my Prince? I know you ain't talking about my. Is Prince, Baylor baby. frozen? Yeah. Oh. If you got pro- if you got problems with the black album, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> you got problems with Prince? You yeah. keep that. You can keep that Purple Rain over here, and I will keep this black album over here. You got a problem with Purple Rain? No, I said you can keep that over there. Let's stop because this the is going to turn into a whole other thing. The argument. Let's get into the next topic that we have for tonight, WandaVision. So, season finale is coming up at this point. One of the most interesting shows, I think, that I have ever watched. Who wants to take WandaVision, the review of the series, thus far first? Who wants to take this one away first? I'll get the Who want it? Go for it. Okay, I'll do it. First off, and I'll say this. I'm a Marvel fan. I'm not one of the the deep hardcore going to each um, layer of Marvel. Mm-hmm. This has to be one of the most creative avenues to take a show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about if this was possible, let's just say that someone had this much power. This is how much pain this person went to create a whole world and torture everyone inside that world to resurrect the person that that pain was ripped from her. You know what I mean? And no one was there to comfort or say that's fucking magnificent for her to go to associate um what she felt as a safe place, those 50 shows, those TV shows she watched when she was a young girl, mm-hmm. and to make that her whole world to feel safe, that's fucking brilliant. The um the rumor of her husband, I'll leave that alone because um, I don't, I don't want to touch that one because I don't want to spoil anything, but I thought the show was, I think the show was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's much more um, than I expected. I thought I was going to see a love story or, you know, some Marvel things, which is cool and everything. This is on some deep level shit. There's so many layers to peel back here, and I'm going to dig in a little more um, to understand exactly why certain things happen, who the characters are, but more of the development and why they created this world for her. But I think it's magnificent. Mary? So, I am a Marvel fan. However, I must say that Marvel and Vision, Marvel, Wanda and Vision were probably my least favorite characters out of all the Avenger movies. Mm -hmm. Um, However, so... I'll get kind of detailed for our audience, right? In the beginning, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) It was like, I think it was genius the way that they really unfolded the plot, right? Like, in the beginning, and so I'm going to have to admit that, like, I listened to podcasts and watched some, you know, spoiler kind, not spoiler, but, like, theory kind of uh, shows after that would reveal the Easter eggs for people who didn't really follow the comics as closely. Um, And so watching those was very pivotal for me. So I'll say that. Like, I think everyone should kind of do that if they haven't. Um, So in the beginning, yeah, it was definitely like, you know, there were some Easter eggs that were missed on me. Um, But when those were all revealed, it was like genius and beautiful the way that they really unfolded the story. Um, I mean, honestly, my favorite character in this show is Agatha. (laughs) <laughs> Shout well, out to Agatha and Monica Rambo only because you know we're rooting for everybody black. But um, 
you know, it it was, it's, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch it. (laughs) And I'm waiting for the finale to do so. But like, really, when you go back and, and watch and see the character evolution of Agatha, it's kind of like, you know, seeing that it was her all along is kind of dope. Um, well, and and that's a bit misleading. That's a bit because it wasn't really Agatha all along. Because even when Agatha showed up, she showed up after the hex was already created. But I'm sorry, that's my that's just my nerd. She did, but then right. she observed and took over. She, you know but saying? she hasn't taken over. Mm, okay, I'm not going to say anything else about that. But <laughs> but anyway, um, I think that you know this was entertaining. It was very. It was. The way they kept true to the comic, I mean, even down to the twins, even down to what they're wearing, even down to Agatha's energy and aura being purple. Like, there's so many little things that they really did kind of keep up with. Um, I love it. But I have to say, I'm really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) So Absolutely. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for here. So carry on. And I'm going to give my own theory. I don't know if, Marquis, this is what you were going to spoil. But it's my theory. It's not really a spoiler. I feel like um, the husband that Agatha or Agnes, whatever the hell her name is that we're using, um, she always talked of her husband, Ralph, and never mm-hmm. showed him. And I think that he's Mephisto. Mm. And to add to that, I believe it's going to be played by Al Pacino. That would be do- dope. But- That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I like it. The one thing that I took away from it is Marvel does it again where they highlight characters that, you know, for a person that doesn't follow Marvel like that to even the nerds, they highlight these characters and they just bring like a spotlight to them. My wife had pointed out Agatha a while ago. She said it was something fishy about that lady. And I didn't catch on until later on. But my wife is and she's not a nerd for Marvel at all. She's a casual fan. Um, and another thing was, like like Marquis said, it was brilliant how the sitcoms that she watched as a kid, she wanted to relive that that whole experience with her husband. And I was the one that tweeted on on Twitter, like, I would do the same thing for my wife. I would mm. I would I would torture the world to bring my wife back. Mm. That's deep. You you said this before. I think I'm I'm, I'm cutting you off, Hayes. You didn't say that before. Marvel has a way of bringing characters that are uninteresting to life. That is mm-hmm. really true. You you right. that is magnificent. Yeah, because like you said, Tony Tony Stark wasn't it's an interesting a, character. Yeah, he was a C he was a C character. He was a C list character. Yeah, I mean, so so what they did that's so brilliant with this show, right? Is that this story of Wanda and her grief has been there throughout every movie that she's been in, but it hasn't been highlighted. Like she mm-hmm. is she they haven't spent a lot of time focusing on her or vision just because of, you know, they 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 A appeared in Age of Ultron, which Ultron was always gonna be the biggest part of the story there. She lost her brother there. We then transitioned from that to her becoming an Avenger and her being in Civil War and kind of causing the whole thing that that created the Sokovia Accords. Then we get into she's now on the run. She's spending time with Vision. They fall in love, whatever. They have that story. And then not only does she see him die once, but twice right in front of her. Then on top of that, she disappears shortly thereafter and then is faced with the guy who killed her husband. And so and then she loses Tony Stark and Captain America to a degree after that. Both people who helped saved her. So like this story, this show being built around grief and mental health and having somebody 
who is a hero and so powerful deal with a mental breakdown is something that I think resonates with everyone, whether we have super superpowers be damned or not. So that's what Marvel has done so great with this show is that they have built a show that think about it. We haven't got one fight scene in this show yet. Now, that's going to change in the finale. But in a Marvel, a comic book based adaptation, not one single fight scene. And this the story has us so engaged is a fucking masterpiece. And any, mm. I can't see how anyone doesn't won't categorize this as a masterpiece. The one thing that I say that does hurt the show is that you can't eat as great as the show is. You can't just hand it off to somebody who hasn't watched the Marvel movies and them, and them not be like you have to have seen almost like at least because my friend JB, who I do a movie podcast with, I told him he's like, he wants to watch the show. And I said, you don't really have to watch every movie in every phase. If you can watch Age of Ultron, Civil War, and uh um endgame and uh endgame. yeah you you can you can pretty much piece together what's going on with wanda right now you may miss some bits and pieces of story threads but it it can catch you up to the show you can't just give this show to somebody and say here just watch this amazing show that hurts it i think if if you could the show would be even bigger than, this is the number one show in the country so i mean it's not like it needs it but i think it could have been even bigger it is yeah yeah Really? Number one show in the country. But I have to tell you, watching those like I don't know Easter egg uncovering kind of special, and they're like quick. But it, I mean, because again, I was someone who didn't follow those particular comic stories, and the correlations that they kind of make between those are pretty valuable too. So, do you guys have like a highlight of you know in one of the shows or something like that, or something um, that stood out, or something that stood out to y'all? Mm. I would say the, the last episode only because it brought it all home. It just it 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 we already knew she was grieving. Like they had planted those seeds very early on. Like it feels like grief. It feels like pain. I've been there. Like Monica explaining it. But the last episode really just it makes you feel for this woman. Um, go ahead. I got to take um one thing I had to do. I had to look up. I believe the children can't exist without her seeing them. So based on the story, she's supposed to make a deal with Mephisto to keep them alive, to exist without her, um, without them existing without her. You get what I'm saying? To bring them to life. To Mary's point. Right. And another theory is that they're really, Mephisto is really their father. So there's different adaptations of of what happens with them in the comic books. But I think if you look look at this, and I, I have this whole theory. I don't I don't see this show ending with the children and Vision not being around. I think it ends in the opposite way. I think it ends with her needing to either sacrifice herself, getting trapped in another dimension or something. But when you look at it, everything that she's created in the Hex has been able to survive outside the Hex. Look mm-hmm. at, for example, Mo- Monica's clothes. But it's altered. Mon- Mon- yeah. Mon- but yeah. Monica's molecular chemistry exactly. has changed. But, but Vision can't. We don't know the thing. No, here's the thing. It's not that I don't think it's that vision can't exist because if he made it halfway out the hex and people saw him and then got pulled back. True, but I think that that's what we saw how he was created. He was created of her, so I think it's more of a proximity thing. He can't be where she isn't. So what I think is going to happen is the white vision. Yeah, they're going to merge by the end of it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's the only way he's going to be able to exist again. That's awesome. I mean, and they plant the seeds. Like, if you look at, like, Monica, when she, the last time she went in the hex, it separated and showed all the different versions of her, and then they came together before. It's going to be something like that. Like, I, I, people saying that this is, I, I just don't see Marvel 
ending this show with Vision dying a third time. Like, I, I just, no, I don't see it. It's narratively, it's boring if they do it that way. At this point, it's like, stop, get off of here. Exactly. Like, well, why is there only nine episodes? That's a weird number for episodes. Hey, who knows? My uh, Quicksilver well, playing, playing her brother. The last six one is a- sides to the hex, right? So that's not it. <laughs> Because the hex is a big thing, too. And th- that thing is, that hex shape is in more things than you really would realize. I got to say, it's underneath No, no, it's, it's, it's literally been in Marvel almost since the beginning. The, the, right. the, the symbol so of the I'm hex. So I'm wondering if nine has significance. And, I then, and then, I mean, wow. and then the, the episode where they had the commercial with the Nexus. That's gonna play a big part into like what goes forward. Um, even I think I think the 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 commercials tell us more than we think. Like I think the commercials was telling the story of the Infinity Stones for a while, but that commercial where it was the shark and the Yo Magic commercial that told us what the show is about. When it's all said and done, so here, somebody's feeding my, off her magic. But go ahead. Here's my fear because of this. I hope Falcon and the Winter Soldier lives up because that's gonna be pure action. This is a mind fuck. You know what I mean? I hope it lives up to that. They're playing that in the trailers, but if you if the director of that series has said that they're going to play very or they're going to the theme is going to very very heavily be why a black man, why the government did not want black a black man to be the new Captain America. So while And I'm in it. So while while they while yeah. the while the trailers are hyping up the action portion of it, said. I really don't Enough think said. it's going to I think they're going to subvert our our expectations there as well. Enough said. I mean, Captain America is my favorite story in the Marvel universe. So, and I mean, to me, it's, Captain America. See, to me, it's the most believable. I mean, I'm a World War II buff, so I'll start there and with a bias. But I do. I mean, listen, it was a confirmed fact that Nazis were performing scientific experiments on prisoners and motherfuckers to try to like make super soldiers. So mm-hmm. it's more believable of a storyline than a lot of the others for me. And you know, I mean, come on, like. I also feel like Captain America was the most politically woke or realistic as well. I mean, in in uh, the Civil War movie, he was literally like he highlighted how back in his day they knew what they were fighting for and against. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Hydra turning into <laughs> shield, basically, or spilling into it was like, I mean, if that was not art imitating life, I don't know what is like. Come on, look at our present times. And even the times when that was, I mean, it was like, what, almost 10 years ago? Like, mm-hmm. it was like, we don't really know what our, or who our government really is. Yeah, definitely. So, on that note, <laughs> I, I have my for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> we- I wasn't going to go that deep. I was just going to say it was interesting that she had Quicksilver play her brother. And he mentioned that I'm not really your brother. Well, he hasn't said that yet, but yeah, but the, the same thing is, is that I, I, I think it's gonna be some fuckery with that too. Everything that they've told us, I, I thought, I thought, he, I thought he said that when they were at the, uh, what was that, the carnival? Well, Vision said that, but Vision doesn't know much either. I mean, he doesn't know more than what anybody else knows. But Agatha explained that. She couldn't revive his body from, you know, whatever, from... Um, Necromancing. Yeah. She, right. she was on the side she of the said country, it was, his body was too filled with holes and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, and he was so on the, it, was in, it was in another world. continent. Mm-hmm. But right. the thing why I say I think there's going to be some fuckery with that is because while that may not be his original body, I still think that, that that's him in that body. I think that's what the way that is going to... Because the director, again, with this, has said, we'll be seeing Evan Peters in other things. So that's the actor's name. So 
people so are we do know right that uh chris evans has is going to appear in some capacity as captain america and so is iron man yeah yeah robert downey jr signed on again Team start capacity. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see where that goes with. Let's let's get into. Um, we're running super long, so Marky, we may not be able to get into your top ten this week. Oh, you didn't want that one. Okay. <laughs> or we can skip Snowfall and and bring Snowfall back next week. Which one do you want to do? I'll leave it up to the team. Shit, I'm fine with either. Or. <laughs> I mean, me too, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. All right, fuck it. Back and I know this top 10 is I know this motherfucker crazy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Because well, Snowfall, Snowfall is, is at the beginning of the season. we got plenty of time to talk about Snowfall. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to get into Marquis' top 2. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A young urban mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Young came into existence. Let me sit back on this motherfucker. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy this right here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought this show was some fuckery up until this point, we're going to have some fun here. Marquis is going to give us something that it's been alluded to literally since the first time he joined this podcast. Marquis, what is your motherfucking top 10 MCs dead or alive? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So before I give my 10, I'm going to tell you why they're my top 10. Now, the criteria for me are lyrics, content, influence, um, just pure artistry all right i'm gonna mention them and i'm probably not gonna put them in order but i'm gonna go down the list so here we go and after reviewing this list i had to make an adjustment but this is my original top 10 you ready mm-hmm. number one krs1 the first hybrid rapper lyrics lyrics battle rap content storytelling he had it all undeniably from bdp to his own solo classic after classic more influence the motherfucker lived what he said he went on stage and threw PM Dawn off the fucking stage. One of those dudes, you just, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. The original gangster rap, also um, um, the the mental education, pure. Is this, wait, is, it, is this no what? no particular order, or is this you starting from number one? I started from, oh, no, I started from, I'll tell you when I, I broke off. This okay. is, That's my number one. Okay. Rakim, number two. I mean, let's be real. When it comes to lyrics, lyricism, He's one of the reasons Nas exists, which brings me to my next one. Nas, your rapper's favorite rapper. So those are the, the, the top three that I think are the greatest. Now, when it comes to my personal, number four is going to be Redman. There is no weaknesses. He has no weakness. He can do anything. He can tell a story. He originated that rah-rah shit. He danced in and outside of tracks. His entendres, his, his content, fucking amazing. Okay. Number five, M. Eminem. And again, this this is the point where it's, I had to, the order, it's still there, but M is there. There's nothing that man can't do. 
even though his content at this point is boring, you didn't. Nobody wanted to pick a fight with him. People avoided fights with him. That's why he had to pick fights with people to show he can do it. And the reason people say nobody, he didn't battle anybody black, blah blah blah. Nobody really wanted to fight with him. I say that's that shit all. It's funny that you say that. I say that all the time. People make that argument, and I tell them your favorite rapper didn't want any shit, anything with no Eminem at the it. height of he. They didn't want it. But go ahead, continue. There's only a few rappers that can can go toe to toe on, but you have to outsmart Eminem, and it's really hard to do that. So, Buster, mm. um, there is no denying classic after classic. He changes his style. There's no style he couldn't do. There's no beat he can rap to. Fast, slow. Lyrics are there, no matter what. Pure, just beautiful. Jay. Now, again, and I'll say this again, Jay might be the greatest rapper of all time. That's a difference. But he has to be on the top ten. Um, between influence, he inspired almost everybody that Nas didn't, even though he was still right there. But Jay is, hands down, always going to be in everybody's top ten, and he should. He has the catalog. He has the influence. Even though some of the content is still questionable, you can't argue his greatness, and I'll never question that. Kendrick, mm. the best of all worlds. He inspired three generations, basically. He's in the middle of three generations, and he's that motherfucker. He can come out a rock album. He can put Imagine Dragons behind him and pull that shit off. He did his live album. He can do anything he wants. Um, again, I don't even consider him a rapper. I consider him a musician at this point. Um, Cube, Ice Cube, regardless of what's going on, because of him shit happened in the West Coast. He's the main reason why people's content or the, the, the lyrics were written for NWA and bringing that whole thing to life. Thank God for Dr. Dre too, but Cube made that magic happen. And Death Certificate, um, No Vaseline, please. That was one of the hardest diss tracks I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, at that point, nah. My last one is Black Thought. And Black Thought, again, there is nothing that man can do. Freestyle, written, um, battle. You didn't want it with Black Thought. You don't want it with Black Thought. Now, any questions on that? Because I, I have, I have. Your list is surprisingly here. not as off kilter as what I thought it would be. The only person on your list that I wouldn't have in my top ten would be KRS One. Hmm. I, yeah, I might have to replace KRS One with Bow Wow, bro. So you gotta. Oh shit. I'm just playing. It's <laughs> cool now. I'm just disconnect now. I will actually say this about your list. It didn't matter if I agree or disagree with that list. Uh, by the way, it is a dope ass list. By the way, um, that's your list. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I agree. I agree. I agree. And everybody that you said, I don't even care what order. I just wanted to know what order because of how you were breaking it down. I would like to mm-hmm. know why you would put them in that order. So, okay. I'm going to say this, though. I looked at my list, and the one thing I missed, and that was my personal list. I do have to acknowledge something. I would remove Red Man and Black Thought. And the only reason I would remove them is because, number one, Black Thought can't carry an album without the roots. All his solo projects are cool pure lyrics but Redman, as much as i love him i have to make room for two other people and the reason i have to make room for these two other people is because i have to acknowledge the fact that without them uh the hip-hop world will be different tupac has been mentioned by more rappers than any other rapper we know so you can't deny that he's always referenced to this day he's referenced in movies whatever it is he has a huge impact on hip-hop and biggie let's be real the dude is no matter how, if my my argument is, if it was still here, Jay wouldn't be as big. That's me. But big still, he's still mentioned. 
he's still in people's mouths. So I can't deny that. And the reason I have to replace Red Man and Thought with them because they have a, a bigger impact on hip hop than Red and Thought do. Even though Red Man inspired Eminem, Big and um, Pac have a bigger influence. So I should shoot some bail though, bro, because you just said Red Man was a personal pick. I have I have, also, I, I have a t- I have a t- I have a personal top ten and then I have a top ten which know, is separate. But my but I have to still I still have to think about it. If I put this list and had to give a presentation on why these my top ten exist and it's not just from a personal perspective because I can't be biased because if the, the, like I said being biased I have to choose Jay Z or not. And from my perspective I don't have to do that because I'm more of a hip hop aficionado. I can't do that. So the reason I remove Red and Thought because again those are personal. I know what they did for the culture. But I also know the impact to this day that Tupac and Big has. You know what I mean? And let's be real, Lin Manuel. If you want to look past this, look at the impact he has on hip hop right now and the influence he has and how he brought that to the show. Like he probably has more white people listening or older white people listening to hip hop than Eminem did. You get what I'm saying? So we don't know what we're going to look at coming, you know, after this, but I have to acknowledge Big and Pac. So that's where I'm at with it. This is my top 10. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All I gotta say is, next week we better be talking about that big documentary. I'm like three quarters through, and if you had an appreciation for him then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, that'll, that'll be on the list next week. Um, but that Pac movie didn't do shit for him. Well, the Pac movie was not Oh, my best. God. Oh, my God. And you, unfortunately, you we can't shit. have his mother do a documentary the way that Big's yeah. mom is right now, so... But I mean, okay, that that becomes Pac or Big, and enough. So here's a little known story. When I first met Marquis, that was probably the question that we might have bonded over. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> of course. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. So that might be another question for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> let's put that out there. Yeah, we should. All right, but that has been another episode of the Breaks Radio. <laughs> My ass is tired as shit. I'm sick. I if you guys knew what I had to work through to get to through this episode, my work. Yeah, Baylor. Uh huh. You had to work through Baylor. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> oh, but Mary, go ahead and give me your social media. Any parting words? Let's get the hell up out of here. Um. Okay. At Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. At Young Urban Moms. At Just Spice. Unless you're Hayes, because I have to keep him away. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Hayes at Bay. Thirty-four days. Yeah, for real. Um, parting words. Nah, stay up, y'all. <laughs> Marquis? So, when you say keep Hayes at bay, he's thinking bay is one of the Spice Girls. So, just wanted to make sure you I, I were saw clear what that. You were, I saw what you were You got that? You got there. that? Okay, cool. Pick it up. <laughs> okay, cool. Empire. Empire. M-P-Y-R-E. That's it. That's it. Go ahead, Baylor. I think Baby Bash is a legend, too. Um, at Baby the Great on all social media platforms, BTG for President, Open Room with BTG, a part of the Rare Science Network. Oh, I can't wait till I make that list next week. Oh, man. You, you, awesome. you must be stopped, bro. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm hyped for this list. Oh, uh, that list is going to be Master fire. P on this Mary, list. Mary, Mary, let me tell you, that list is going to be fire. I'm sure. And you know what? And you know what? I'm going to make it, you know, like Marquis. Benzino is going to be number one. I know you know that, right? I'm, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Hey, look, hey, Marquise, I'll go next door and ask him. Look, I, I am going to say this. I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm going Baylor to make, was in I'm, the back going, of Benzino's live. Like. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to make that list off of Edible, and I am going to read that list off of Edible next week. It's going to be a treat. I'm scared. Soldier <laughs> Boy. 
The motherfucker has his own video game company. Yo, you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one hip-hop podcast in the land, back. and we out this bitch. <laughs> And we ain't gonna talk about Hayes hey, pulling the flu game. Look at him though. Pulling out the flu game looking like seven cans of shark shit over there. And he did it. Look at him. Now, uh, now, as COVID, but he now, now he's about to go to Twitter and tease people about cutting his beard off. You know what I mean? He's gonna put some BDSM shit up there. We already know what it is. God damn.